1: Heckma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans. It is another Talking Cowboys Tuesday here in the offseason from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco, May 31st, 2022. It is the final day of the month of May, which means we are getting closer and closer to the 2022 NFL season, and we'll break down the first week of OTAs and a whole lot more Here over the next hour, back with the usual crew, Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Stanback, Rob Phillips, I'm Kyle Yeomans. We've got Jazz in the back running the show for Chris Beam this week. And Gentlemen, we're getting closer. got to see a little bit of a glimpse of football. You get that little itch, it's starting to kind of get to that point where you feel like it's uh, it's not right around the corner, but it feels like it's getting there. 100 days. Did you scratch the itch, though?
0: little bit. Yeah, just OTAs, a yeah okay. it's just a quick yeah, scratch. Just a little tease yeah. is all it is. Yeah. But yeah. 100 days to the season, I believe, exactly today. Let's go. Is
1: it 100 today? Because according to Adam project. Schefter, that was his scoop for the morning. Oh, to the season! The yeah, Cowboys season. got 103 games or days till their game. Okay, I believe, how many days I do we have to count, Kyle? I don't want to talk about <laughs> it. <bro. Not laughs> yet. Less, less than 100, a lot right. less. 20 days, 20 days.
0: We're there. I,
1: I had my math wrong a couple <laughs> times because I was thinking 70 days, yeah. but I, I turned that into seven weeks, and it's yeah, not worry, the right man. math. <laughs> but that's okay. It's more than seven weeks. I'll tell you that much. I guess last. Time it was nine and a half weeks last yeah. week, so that would make it eight and a half weeks from. How was you guys season. this high Memorial Day?
2: two O, it's amazing,
1: high quality. It's high, it's high Bobby, quality H two O. Why are you yeah. talking about the can of the deja water. blue? He, can, is he just, can't get
3: over the fact that it's in a can.
2: Yeah, I feel like Stone Cold, but it's like really not I saw like a you, big of a you, together. you saw the, you saw a Stone yeah. Cold smash. I mean, yeah. this is high quality. I don't know if it's better because it's in a can or Steve Weiser's. It's good stuff, man. Sorry, yeah. he's just trying Memorial to get a deal. This is how I got down Memorial Day. Nil deals. It's, it's
1: <laughs> working its way to the steadfast. I still home. got eligibility. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how was your Memorial Day? It's good. Yeah, that's good. Just chilling. You know, I got a green thumb.
3: Over the weekend, oh, I planted with some plants. shrubs. Nice, That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well. yeah, T- nice. Took down some some trees and such, and got completely ate up. But yeah, yeah man, I got rewarded, you know, uh, for all of my hard work. You know, I took to dinner and all of that. Ooh, yes, Nikki. Yeah, So I did a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> So I put in shrubs, guys. That's and, I know,
2: and that's for show right on. Show right on.
1: And, of course, uh, honoring all of the, the men and women Absolutely. that have fallen in our armed forces yeah. throughout the years. So it was, it was a great weekend, but yeah. we also got to keep in mind why it was there. But Absolutely. Let's take a look at some of the news and notes from our Cowboys' first week of OTAs. Anything pop out of there, Rob? Yeah, I mean, it was a, it, like you said,
0: it's scratching a little bit of an itch. You know, finally get them on the field. Watch some guys in in non-pad situations. Um, you got to see a little glimpse of what the offense looks like without Amari Cooper. But I, it's going to be a little bit till we see the full core because you got guys dealing with some stuff. So you had Dak Prescott out there without James Washington, without Jalen Tolbert, without Michael Gallup. So it was you know you got to project a little bit, but. You know, it was it was nice to see uh, guys just back on the field doing some stuff. And they've got two of them this week, only two coming off the long weekend. And, and man, in two weeks from now they got the minicamp, and then they're out, out for the summer.
3: Now, whatever's going on with Jalen Tobert uh... – P, you got to give me some information on this because I think that's where Cowboy fans are just freaking out that he started off yeah. with the, the is it the red jersey, yellow jersey, whatever, jer- jersey.
0: Yeah, <laughs> he was doing some stuff with Britt Brown, Cowboys Director of Rehabilitation, which I think it's more fun to practice than it is to work with Britt Absolutely. most of the time. <laughs> uh, sounds like he's probably – I think it's a little bit of a hamstring. And Mike McCarthy said he might be back on the field this week. So they don't think it's anything serious. James yeah. Washington was in a boot. They didn't really provide much detail on why, but – he may be back in the next couple weeks. If not, I would say by training camp. But they may be it may be something that they're just going to be careful with up until Oxnard. We'll see. Um, but but it, but <coughs> you're you're starting three receivers during these drills, and they did a lot of situational stuff. It was an install day. They did some two minute type stuff offensively and defensively. Uh, you had Noah Brown and Simeon Fajoko as your starting outside receivers with the first team, and you had CD working inside, mm-hmm. which is what he's done for the you know, duration of his career mostly so far. So had to adjust, and no Tyron Smith either, uh, at least in that practice that we saw last week, his back tightened up on him. So you had Matt Go <laughs> and Josh Ball getting first team reps. Yeah, I think
1: you look at what Heckman's talking about, freaking out about Jalen Tolbert, and it's easy to have that overreaction after the first OTAs and guys are out. But I think the one, where, one place that that's founded is the fact that Tyron Smith already is having some kind of back tightness and there's just something there and it's lingering into this off season and it continues to be a, a storyline because I mean that's what the storyline has been is how healthy is Tyron Smith going to be able to stay throughout an entire off season and into the regular season and the answer so far is he's still uh, missing a little bit of time. <sighs> We got so much to mm-hmm. put on our
3: plate already. And we, I mean, here we are in May, and we're talking about back tightness. I'm not worried about it, honestly, good. guys. I really am not. Um, Nobody th- really should be. Let's just, I mean, here's the thing because we know he's going to miss some games. Let's just put that in our heads. Uh, last season, I believe he played 11 games. Yes. Yep. 11 games. Missed and so, six. Missed six. So let's say the over under this year, if we get 13, <laughs> <laughs> we're good. And I think the swing tackle. Positioning, you just gotta insert X Files music right there because we can't, we can't figure out who the swing tackle is. And it's a, the biggest mystery going into camp. Who is going to be the swing tackle? And not enough has been made about it. Seriously, not enough has been made about it because we've got to figure that part uh, out. Especially if we've let we we'll let go of some our right tackle. Now we have still we don't even have him in, as an option anymore to be our swing tackle. So. That, those are just some of the bigger lingering questions about up front, and I know that's something that worries you as
2: well. It definitely worries me. That's a position that you wanted to shore up this offseason. They haven't done so yet. There's still a lot of time. We still have a couple months before camp. I'm assuming seven, eight weeks. I'm running. Yeah, there. something like that. There. Uh, so there's still time, and I think that that's a position that they're going to have to address along with some other positions, especially as some of these injuries kind of linger around. It's it's. If you're going to sustain some of these soft tissue injuries and things of that nature, it, first of all, Cowboys Nation, soft tissue injuries around this time of the year is expected, especially for rookies. Seemingly seemingly, just from a standpoint that they're coming off of training for specific drills, and now all of a sudden they're coming out of training for months on, on end for those specific drills, 40, broad jump, yeah. all those things, and now they're going to transition straight into playing football again. You're going to sustain some soft tissue injuries because you're moving – uh, in, in multiple fashions. Right? You're moving in different angles. You're, you're planning. You're cutting. You're accelerating. You're taking on resistance from other guys now. You're going to sustain some of those injuries until your body adapts back into that environment again. So it is okay. Tober will be fine. Washington, all these guys will be perfectly fine. Um, however, um, you want to see what the moves the Cowboys are going to make going into this summer because you want to have that depth. That depth, that that confidence that you had last season. Hey, if somebody goes down, there's somebody else I can stay Step up or hey, we have a game plan. If, if Tyron goes down, we can swing. So that doesn't seem to really be in play right now. So I think that's an area that they're going to have to shore up between now and the time training camp begins.
0: I, I mean, we, we talked about this last week and problem spots. And who, what's your biggest one? I said swing tackle just because, to Heck's point, that's a starting position based on history for at least three games over the last five years. And they have not. To Isaiah's point, they have not signed a veteran Mm. for that role like they've normally done. And if you listen, if you you believe Jerry Jones at the draft, he said they're out of that market because they have three young tackles that they like and they want to see. Now, based on performance slash injuries, you can change your opinion of that and try to go out and find a guy. But they've invested draft picks in. Josh Ball, Matt Willetsko this year, and then Tyler Smith, depending on if he's a guard. Okay, take him out of that. Mm-hmm. If he's left guard, but they're all in that mix, and I guess they're just going to see it through. And I'm not worried about Tyron Smith with with the back oh, last God. week. Like if you've got anything and you're going to be a, a key role player, starter. They're gonna hold you out. Yep. Osa, Osa had a little yeah. thigh thing that happened in in OTAs last yeah. week. They held him out at the open one. That people we saw don't know through. you're a back sympathizer. Yeah, big time. Yeah. I got yeah. I got two herniations back there. <laughs> so if, if, I mean, it it sucks. We're herniation and, and, brothers, there, we are <laughs> we are. And and like if it doesn't go away, this is this has been a thing for Dak for not Dak for Tyron for yeah. for years in training camp. He'll take these maintenance days. So yeah. Um, but, yeah, they've they they they've got youth there that they've got to find who's going to step up there.
2: And maybe it's Josh Ball. My fear, and, and I, I understand that you want to have trust and you want to have faith into your scouting department, into your coaches to be able to develop to talent, give your talent an opportunity to actually, uh, you know, to, you know, get their legs underneath them and say, hey, we're gonna we're gonna rest assured on the guys that we have. I get that thinking and I understand it from the perspective of the front office. However, worst case scenario is you go through camp, guys do okay. Now all of a sudden there's three preseason games. Three. Yep. Correct. You get to the first preseason game and you're like crap. It ain't it's not what I thought or it's not what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden now you got two weeks to try to fill a spot before a season for for depth. Right, and I don't like that position because there are going to be a lot of other teams, probably in that same boat. They're going to be trying to fish out that same pool, and their fish just may not be there. So, I am from the standpoint of I would prefer they secure that now. Right, I know what, what, what Double J said. I would rather secure that now in a very friendly manner in terms of your contracts and all that jazz. Protect yourself, just in case. Right, and guess what? If your young guys pan out. It's, 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 it's the league okay yeah. we understand guys get cut all the time fired however you want to look at it it sucks it's a part of the business guys understand and you hope that they get other opportunities but you at least protect yourself at all times
0: uh, real quick I wonder if it's salary too in part because they've they've spent up to I don't know two three million on a swing tackle in the past whether it was mm-hmm. Cam Irving Cam Fleming and you know Kind of dollars last year. Yeah, those yeah. dollars are precious right now for them. And and if you've got a, uh, I mean, you don't want to play around with this position. But if you've got a rookie that can win the job on much less than that, or a, or a young player like Ball, maybe you do that.
3: Yeah, you know, I think when Jerry made the uh, statement, I took it as you know another Jerryism. And that situation is fluid. Yeah. They understand the investment that they have in Dak Prescott. And you go back over last season. I think some of your your. The lull, or the when the production started to swing down, was when you had that musical chair situation start mm-hmm. to happen up front again. Nobody's going to give a give Dak that excuse or the Cowboys that excuse, but that's the problem that they've had, and maybe the dollars have something to do with it. But I, I, I gotta, I really gotta agree with the front office with this. When you put invest those picks, you got Ball, you got Fournier, like you just mentioned, you have to rely on the development of those players, and I think they feel like they have those guys to the point where. You know, look, I don't have to go out here and get $3 million, $4 million swing tackle to come mm-hmm. in here. And, and maybe I think the rules, it, that the rule changes with guys that are going to the practice squad now, like we talked about last year, teams are now able to hoard all of their offensive mm-hmm. linemen and they ain't letting those left tackles. So if you look like a left tackle go to the street, it's not happening.
0: I mean, I would be surprised <laughs> if it's Matt well, let's go. Kyle as the swing right away this year coming out of North Dakota and he had and I'm not saying this is going to be his life or his career but he had a welcome to the NFL moment in in OTAs last week where Micah put him on his rear end you know (laughs) on in these one-on-one passing drills and that's just part of it but like I, there's some there's some development that he's going to have to have. Um, and maybe it's, again, Josh Ball at least has been in the program for a year and they like his ability, and maybe that's the guy they're looking to try to seize it this year.
1: Yeah, I think if Matt Waletsko is the selection for the swing tackle or if he's the guy, then that says two things. One, they don't feel super confident on anybody that's out in the open market. And two, that's really... It's not a good sign for Josh Ball because, like you said, he's been in it. He's been around. He's been in the system. He's had time to win that job plenty of times in the past. If Matt Willetsko comes in as a fifth-round pick and it's like, oh, my gosh, here he is. Here's He's the guy. That's a little bit of an issue. I would be, that yeah. would be where I'm looking What's, at Isaiah,
2: <laughs> Isaiah across the table and saying they don't feel comfortable with what they've got in. The room. What's your guys' preference? Would you guys rather go into camp currently with what, who you have on the roster, or would you like to solidify that by grabbing a veteran? We're talking just about in case,
1: tackle specific. Tackle specific. Just in case. I would um, love
2: to get a veteran. Okay. Yeah, I'm love all Just
3: in case is my, I live there. Okay.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like we haven't seen, we haven't even seen Josh Ball really. Exactly. Like, he, he didn't, I, he did not participate in a preseason game last year because he heard his ankle the second week of camp Mm -hmm. so they like him but we haven't we haven't seen it so and they haven't seen
2: it so you guys are running just in case you guys are seeing next just in case yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah i think i think getting a veteran tackle would certainly benefit the entire roster all the way through so that's that's definitely something that'll be on their mind while we're talking about some of the negatives in terms of health and and question marks around that offense in otas let's flip it there's a positive the fact that Dak Prescott is completely healthy in this offseason for the first time in two years. Yeah, crack open that ice-cold deja blue water in a can. so timely. Oh, man. <sighs> Cheers, everybody, to there Dak Prescott being Cheers healthy. Dak, everybody, everybody. Yeah, hey. nice. So what kind of impact does that give, Isaiah, on a, a, an offense, on a team, when your leader is not only back, he's in yeah. the room, he's in those meetings, and he's fully capable of contributing – but also, he is fully healthy, and he's looking better than he has in probably two years.
2: It makes you feel good. I mean, your stress levels are low. I just finished watching obi Kenobi first two episodes, you know, and it, it, you, Obi's back. Yeah. You know, he's back. He's back. You know, the obi Kenobi of the Dallas Cowboys is back, and he's the man. He's the leader of this offense. He's the leader of this organization, and, you know, you think Jerry Jones and you think Dak Prescott. Those are the two people you think about. Well, you got Double J up top, and you got, you got Dak down here on, on the ground level, and when he's healthy you don't have to worry about the what-ifs. You don't have to worry about, oh, is, this, is the offense going to look okay? Are they going to have some continuity? Are these guys going to get the information relayed? How is their, you know Are these guys going to be in sync? There's new receivers, the tight ends. Or how is this going to flow? You All those worries that you had before kind of go away. And you're able to look at the production that he had last year and identify, okay, this is what he did well. This is, He had some lulls when he wasn't healthy. Okay, so if we eliminate those, what does this offense look like? Because we understand that this – Offense can only go as far as Dak's health goes. Agreed. You can work around a lot of other things in this offense. If Dak's not healthy, you're on the struggle bus. I don't care who the heck you got back there. So it's awesome that he's healthy. It's awesome that he's able to get this work, full speed reps with his new guys, his new acquisitions, because they're gonna need that going into camp.
3: No, I, I you know, I talk about Dak all day. You know, pay me to talk about Dak. I mean it's <laughs> It's, look. I felt as though last season the disadvantage was coming to coming into OTAs that he wasn't healthy. You didn't know what version of Dak you were going to get. So coming into the seventh season, I think you feel a lot comfortable knowing that he has a full offseason now. He's getting healthier. The ankle should be a lot better. All of the information that he's been getting talking about from the doctors is saying that you'll be much better from this injury in your second season. So I'm looking for that. The Cowboys need that, and so. But I'm with you. If his health ain't right, this whole thing ain't right. And, I mean, all of your investment is put there in him, Mm -hmm. and the amount of money that he demands as a salary as a Dallas Cowboys quarterback is astronomical, and you have to build around that. I feel I want Dak to go scorched earth this year. Mm -hmm. I really do. I want him to have the kind of season where he is playing some of the top-tier quarterbacks in this league. He burn them down. And that's what he has to do to get to the end of the season this time next year. So for all those naysayers, and I know none of the guys, they say they don't care about that, mm-hmm. but he's got to shut some people up. I mean, legit, his numbers mean nothing. The way yeah. that people judge Dak, they judge him in quarters of the season at a time, over the last <laughs> eight games, over the last first two, you know, whatever it is. Against teams with 500, teams with this. His record, what's going to stand for Dak is having that productive season as a quarterback, you know, not throwing a whole bunch of interceptions. Maybe he's gotten close to the 5,000 at, at once yeah. uh, back in the day, but his health is, is paramount and talking about the offensive line health and who they're going to have at that swing tackle and all up front is going to be important as well because you have to keep him standing up in this offense that's demanding him to throw a lot of balls. So <laughs> this is his season. In his seventh season, this is, uh, this is as hot as it gets underneath him.
0: I agree. Uh, he's the key to the season because he plays quarterback, and you saw with Joe Burrow, who, who has some nice pieces players around him but you know if your quarterback is balling out and having like a, a generational special season that can change the whole dynamic of your offense your team you can mask some things that are weaknesses on your team and and they're in a situation now where they're in transition with their receivers and the best quarterbacks in the league Isaiah's played with some <laughs> can elevate guys to become better players just yeah. by playing with a great quarterback and that's that's you know without Amari, that's I think CD can is already got a Pro Bowl right. He he can be a great player, but there are some questions beyond CD and obviously CD stepping into a new role. So there's that. I think him coming back healthy this off it's really two off seasons now where now he's back to a normal one because the whole team didn't even have off season workouts two right. years ago. Yep. Last year, um, it's the stuff that we don't always see. It's it's them working out on their own together yeah. and building rapport <laughs> away from the team. That, that he didn't get to really do last year because he's focusing on his leg. And, and last year, at least, you had kind of your exact receiving core intact. Right. This year, you don't. This year, you've got a rookie a third-round pick who's got a lot of talent, but they may ask him to be a starter week one. James Washington is new. Uh, CD's in a new position. He's playing flanker now. Like You need Dak on the field working through all that
1: stuff. And so it's huge that he's healthy. He brought up a great point because, yeah, it's been two off-seasons since Dak has really been back in this role. But even Mike McCarthy's talked about it. It's been three seasons now since you've really had a normal off-season. And Dak can step into that leadership role in person, in front of these guys, have these conversations, the the intent that he has as the starting quarterback. To be a guy who <laughs> elevates the games of others. And you look uh, up and down, and, and Hekma mentioned it a moment ago. I was curious to see some of the quarterbacks that the Cowboys play on their roster or on their schedule, rather, throughout the season. Tom Brady. Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, Joe Burrow, and a lot of those are at the early part of the season yeah. with with those especially with with Brady, Stafford and Burrow all within the first 5 weeks of the regular season. You're going to figure out just what kind of moxie Dak Prescott has in in year number 7. Just what kind of step he's going to take and you're going to find out early on in the year. But when you look at the rest of these quarterbacks, Matt Ryan, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill, Carson Wentz, Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Hurts, Jared Goff, Justin Fields, Daniel Jones and Davis Mills, there's no reason, mm-hmm. no reason Dak Prescott shouldn't be better than every single one of those last names I just mentioned. He should be the best
2: quarterback on the field in those games, Facts. which in that case provides you with a great chance to win. Facts. And, and, you know, and I know we've spoken a lot on this show in particular, you know, about Hex-Dak. You know, uh, Hex-Dak, that's what I'm going to call him. <laughs> what? Uh, I like Hex-Dack. that. Hex-Dak. 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 Be careful in saying that. Hex-Dak. Uh, but... <laughs> In terms of the respect that he has, or like the thereof, that Dak has around the league, and I and I think that what you're seeing over these past two seasons, they're putting him up against Tom Brady these last two years. Mm-hmm. First, first game. game, first game, first game. <laughs> right so I don't think that anybody is looking at Dak as lesser than. I think they're putting him up against the greatest that there ever has been to see what he is, and I think there's no kowinkadink. That all of a sudden the Dallas Cowboys just have Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's not divisional woe. This is out of out of division. Facing these guys the first game of the season to kick the year off. No 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 quinky dink there. Joe Burrow right afterwards. Woo. Yep. <laughs> so I mean to to your point, Dak has respect around the league. He just has to back it up, man. Yeah. Yeah, he's got that national
1: respect, but now it's time to take that step forward. It's not about respect anymore. It's about winning is ultimately Uh, the case, and you got to do it in the postseason. You can't just go 12-5 and again because we've already seen that's going to frustrate quite a bit of people along the way. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back here on Talking Cowboys, who takes the second-year jump? Who do you expect in this second season to take a leap to the next level and provide some massive impact for this team? We'll talk about it when we come back right after this.
2: It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our
3: best
1: deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds but the network's busy restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United, United Ag, Ag and Turf. And Turf. Welcome back to Talking Cowboys here on this beautiful Tuesday from the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. Got to tell you again about the Home Run Derby, Reliant Home Run Derby, because Cowboys Nation ninth Annual Home Run Derby is back at Riders Field in Frisco on June 7th at 630 PM, come see your favorite Cowboys players swing for the fences to raise money for the Salvation Army. There's free admission to all. See you there. Visit dallascowboys.com slash fans slash reliance slash 2022 slash home dash run dash derby to learn more. So, so yeah, we've got some news here. No, oh, dash, whoa, whoa. dash, dash. Got some news. Two two issues of news. And I'm breaking this. I haven't even announced this on social media oh. yet. So this is an exclusive for you Talking Cowboys listeners out there. Two things Exclusive, here. exclusive? The first one is that I will be hosting the Home Run Derby. MCing the Home Run Derby. <laughs> and my co-host for the Home Run Derby. Be, 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 be. I'm really excited about this. Okay. Is my fiance Lorena Scumo. Oh, how about that? She that actually hosted. That's she, actually kind of
3: dope. She hosted awesome. this wait, event. Wait, wait,
1: wait. She hosted this event way back when. She used to work for the Rough Riders, and oh. she's a, she's a, like a, a, a live on-field, on-court host. She does like the Texas Legends and stuff. Oh. She's hosted this event way back when. And they're bringing her back, and we're going to host it together. Hmm. So power couple, it'll be really fun. Hmm. The second one is that I'm swinging for the fences, baby. Ooh. We're swinging. They let me get a bat. I'm going to put it up there, and we're going to hit some bombs. You don't Let's say. Do it. It. Wow. I've already got the blisters on my hands. I've wow. already hit the batting cage. We're rolling. Uh, I'm I got going that to swing the swing back. Got that. Got that launch angle. Yeah. No, we're going back. I'll go with you. What's I'm your gonna, exit velocity right him, now? Uh, like at least one t- one ten. That's good. And, yeah. Yeah. Is yeah, what it is. What's your walk up music? You know, I haven't chosen it yet. i got to send an email today. Anybody have any suggestions, please let me know. I actually meant the text heck. I was (laughs) going to see what he thought about it. (sighs) <sighs> got man. anything? I don't have nothing, man. I, I'm just tri- that is
3: that is really. Dope. It's gonna be really fun. Yes, and awesome.
1: it's all for charity. You Get to see the Cowboys yeah. players. That's the important it's part awesome. about it. You but it is through. fun that I'm. You there. gotta come
3: through for us. I'm gonna
1: God. win the thing. Oh yeah, I'm gonna win the thing. That is, because there's a there's a media <laughs> well, session <laughs> beforehand. <laughs> I'm gonna go win it. So yeah, humility. and it's all for charity. It's gonna be a whole lot of fun. I'll let you know what the charity is next week, and we'll get the walk up song and everything. So it'll be fun. All right, this is gonna be fun once again Tuesday, June 7th for that Reliant Home Run Derby. Jacked up for this, dude. I am pumped for this. I think it's going to be a great night at the ballpark. All right. I'm teased it going into the break, as always. Who takes the year two jump here for the Dallas Cowboys? There's a lot of names on that list. Micah Parsons, of course, he had a great rookie year. What kind of step can he take in year two? Kelvin Joseph, can he be a starter? Chauncey Golston, Osa Digizua, Nashawn Wright, all third rounders a year ago, All need to take that next step. Golston, in his first healthy offseason, has put on 20 pounds, is what he told me. They were going to use him inside. They're going to use him outside. He's going to be a three technique, five technique. He'll be an edge rusher. All over that defensive line, Chauncey Golston looking at a new role. And then also, I think Izua, a lot of people think he could be the guy to take that next step and be an impact player. Heckman, when you look... At the guys entering year two, who's the most likely to take that jump for you?
3: You know, I love what you said about, about Golston, and, and I love the way they're using him and his flexibility right now up front. I mean, as a, as a second-year player, I think he can be – one of those diversified pieces on your defensive line, and I don't think a lot of people are even looking for him, talking about um, because of his length. He's I, I think he can be really disruptive uh, for us. So um, I saw a little bit of him last year in OTAs, him and Armstrong uh, doing the, the you know twists and stunts with each other. They don't keep him all the way inside; they bring him back outside uh, for stuff like that. But that's the way that our defense has really been put together. So him, Joseph, Osa Digsu, all of these guys, they have to make the jump. But come on now, what? What's understood don't have to be stated. It's got to be Micah. <laughs> but, you know, Put the bazooka back got, on your shoulder? The thing is, is that as an, as an organization, you I mean, are you bazooka like this or just drop it in there and turn. I don't know <laughs> how you got to do it. But its it's got to be one of those situations with Micah um, where 84 tackles last season, 13 sacks. The guy had a monster rookie season. Um the this, this franchise needs him to be bigger and better than what he was last year. Now I hope no one forgets that he's a better edge rusher than he is a linebacker.
0: Is that, uh, oh we got uh, we got twenty-nine <laughs> minutes left. Yeah, Y'all he's want a to better, this. He's today. a better
3: edge rusher, and I hope they don't forget that when it's time to start talking about the contract because that's where he is so disruptive. But I love the way that Dan Quinn uses him blitzing from the middle of the defense, even when he is at in the linebacker position. P, you brought me around to him in coverage and his coverage ability. Yeah. Going back over the season, you see a lot of his ability to track in space. Uh, and that's just – I mean, this the guy is so talented. Sometimes it's is like, all right, how do we exactly use him? And I think this year you, you're able to hone in. Uh, but he's the one guy out of all those guys that you absolutely need to make the biggest jump.
1: Hmm. What do you yeah,
0: think? Yeah, no, I love it. I, I didn't know if we could, we could use Micah as, as an example. Sure. Because – He had one of the best rookie seasons we have ever seen in the National Football League already, but I think Heck's right. Like, there's another level for him, and I'm I'm reminded of like the hard knock segments when he's working with Demarcus Ware during training camp last year, and then he's thrown into that part of his job, and did it so well. Like, if he can refine that, like that part of his game, the pass rushing stuff, like how good can he be? Because I think a lot of it, he's not just doing it on, he's not freelancing out there. But that's not something he's he worked exclusively or necessarily diligently at last year mm-hmm. he's like heck said he's trying to do a lot of different things his first game at tampa bay he's covering uh four and and gronk out of the backfield or out, you know and, and covering tight ends and backs so that to me could be the next step for him I, for another guy i would say osa i think they're very excited about him um i ran into him in the lunchroom a couple weeks ago i was like man i almost didn't recognize he's put on weight strength you can see the difference and they were really impressed with what he did in year 1 and
2: think he can be a long-time starter for them. I got two names. One on each side of the ball. That's good. Neville Gallimore. Okay. Need him to be it's a
1: Technically year 3, but I'll, I'll give it to I you. Say, to I,
2: I need him to be a dog. He okay. missed a
1: good he portion missed a good of a portion. Year two, yeah, so. yeah, I'll is, give it
2: to you. I need a, I need him to be a dog. I think he's in that same
1: category as Osa for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And I don't I mean my other name's not a rookie either. I mean I gotta go with this is most important this is like are we just can no, we just it, go I mean I'm was, saying year anybody, to second year jump but, yeah. but you just kind of passed yeah, me right pat, past I'm blowing right through that I mean <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> do what you gotta yeah, do yeah I mean just got, take it, it just yeah, time, yeah. Man, I mean, it's second fine. year jump third 17 year right, listen here now we know Gallimore, I say it doesn't listen I not listen just Gallimore needs to be a dog <laughs> yeah okay and I'm jumping to CD I don't care what year it is yeah. it for him year CD needs to be a dog because this is really his first year as a number one Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's been playing underneath it. Yeah, he's been productive in all those jazz, but he still has a lot of things that he needs to clean up in order to be respected and regarded as a number one in this league. Not to say that he's not a very productive, really good receiver, but everybody knows the leap that he needs to take.
3: But come on, Zay, give it to us how you know. Like, when these cameras is off and these mics is off, you give us something different now. Come on, no, say, it no, how you say I'm it. saying how
2: I say it. C.D. needs to be a dog. C.D., and I said it last week, CD is not regarded around the league as a number one receiver. It's not to say that he can't be a number one receiver, and I know the question the follow-up question is going to be like, "Well, what does, what does he need to do in order to be that?" He needs to be feared by every team that faces him. I don't feel as if teams feel the need to double-team him all the time yet. I see what
1: Heckman's trying to pull out. I know him. what he's trying to do. And I'm going to I'm gonna ask the same question. Do you think he can do that? Do you specifically, Isaiah stand back on this table here, May 31st of 2022, do you believe CeeDee Lamb can do that? He can wants, he be that number one? He wants commercial break, Isaiah. I believe the children of the future. Uh.
2: Stop stalling. <laughs> Answer uh, the question. Yes, I do. I, I do believe though. I believe okay. he can. Uh, will he is the question. And I think that's a question that nobody has an answer for except for a CD. Is he fully capable? That dude has the physical attributes. He has the size. He has everything, right? He has all the skill sets. He has the quarterback. He has a, everything. That the offensive coordinator. Everything is in place for him to be a complete dog in his league. I just want to see him do it. When I spoke last time about his willingness or whether or not he's really to take that leap, it was in regards to how he handled himself and how he his mannerisms as a leader – um, from what we've seen to date, doesn't portray what you consider to be a leader. Antonio Brown is an absolute dog, one of the most feared people in his league when he's playing, right? But he's nobody's going to say he's a leader. Mm-mm. Okay, so when you start seeing some of these things, when he's throwing his hands up and he's frustrated and he's walking off the field and he's sitting on the end of the bench and all these things, he can't do that when you're number one. Mm-hmm. Those are the things that I'm talking about in terms of that leap. I don't know the man personally. I can't speak to him. I can just only speak to what I've seen. Yeah. He has to make those adjustments going forward. He's now going to have to take the responsibility of not only I have to perform, but also now I have to hold everybody up to a higher standard of performance as well because it's not going to be allowed for us just to be simply mediocre. Yeah, There's a lot that comes with being a leader.
3: No, and the thing is that just being around you, I know that you don't judge wide receivers on the curve. Either you are or you aren't. Mm -hmm. And that's just kind of black and white in that regard. And I think for CeeDee Lamb, I agree with you. He has the potential. He has the capacity to be that. When you look around the league, when you start talking about the top guys, it's Justin Jefferson, it's Jamar Chase, it's Cup, it's Diggs, it's guys like that. But CeeDee Lamb fits Mm -hmm. it right out. You don't get far after Adams and guys like that before you have to insert CeeDee Lamb. Mm -hmm. His first year in the league, I think, If him him and Dak were able to play that full year together, I think we wouldn't even be having this conversation. He finished with 935, I believe, in his first season, which is close. All right, 1,100 last year uh, in in a full season with Dak. Well, missed one game, but Mm -hmm. still. It's
0: still the second most yards by a receiver in the first two years of a season, only behind Bob Hayes, I believe. And that's – It's a different game today, but still. That's the guy they called Bullet Bob. Yes.
3: Mm -hmm. (laughs) A legend. A legend. So, I mean, the numbers, the production, even with, I believe, his catches. I mean, he has more catches than any other receiver up until this point. So he's doing a lot of things for the organization that's been here for a long time. Uh, But... You're right. When you start looking at the, the cream of the crop, that's the same thing that we're talking about with Dak. All right, Everybody kind of reveres him. Eh, that's kind of neat underneath. He has the same thing going on yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, he, CD is going to go up against some guys that that look man from a defensive back standpoint even his contemporaries across from him yeah. he has an opportunity to set himself apart from them and i just want to see him do it
0: yeah i, f- I forget you forget how young he is because he's 23 and and the fir- when i walked up for his interview the first thing he was talking about was uh last wednesday was he put on 10 pounds of mass lean muscle and he said he grew half an inch <laughs> which it's like that's he's still growing you know like that's that's high school stuff you know that's that he's a young guy who's got room to grow and there are technical parts of his game he's going to be playing a new position drops were, were a thing have been a thing for 2 years and and I asked him specifically Isaiah I asked him about leadership and he talked about that the importance of that and I think some of it too is he's with a new position with new responsibility He's not going to be sneaking up on anybody. There's going to be more coverage rolled to him probably um, He's because he's the focal point. And so how do you handle that? How, no. do you, how do you adjust to that, prevent frustration? How do you lift other guys up, be the guy in the room? Because I think what happens in the room is something fans don't see either. Who's, yeah, who's absolutely. Gonna, and that's something guys talked about. Amari, was, Amari wasn't an outspoken guy, but Amari was a guy who would pull you aside and, and talk mm-hmm. to guys and, and give, guys, give guys help and so at 23 years old it's he's he and,
2: he and mg are going to be asked to do that yeah, yeah it's a lot yeah. to bear and that, and that's when we start talking about his development particularly in re, in regards to cd i think the majority of his development has to come in the form of between his ears that that's where his development has to come and that's in terms of his understanding of the game, that's his understanding of his role in this particular offense, his role as a leader, right? The battles that he has within emotionally, his emotional maturity, all those things that I've sp- spoken about uh, other players in the past, that's where his development has to come. It's not the physical. The drops, that's reps. Go get on the jugs machine, whatever yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. Get rid of that, okay? Getting co- in continuity with your with your uh, quarterback, all that jazz. That stuff, easy. Boom. We know his physical attributes will be there. It's the mental aspect that he has to make the biggest leap and it's a lot to bear. I'm not saying it's easy. It's a lot to freaking bear when somebody that you've been, you've been underneath Amari Cooper for your first few years, and all of a sudden he's gone, and you're like, oh crap, it's on me? Mm-hmm. But
3: let me ask you this. I, I think for most of these young guys, it's the you were talking about the the soft tissue issues mm-hmm. the guys are having on the field because yeah. they've been preparing a certain yep. way. I think it's a, the approach to the pro game for these young guys when they come in from rookies. The change yeah. that you have now, your, your time is your own. So mm-hmm. are you spending it studying, or you, you know? So approach to the game, I think, is what basically that you're talking about. But I don't think that CD views himself as a guy that was living underneath Amari Cooper. Okay. I think he came through the door with the expectation wearing two eights. That hey. I'm the man around here. I just got to show y'all mm-hmm. that what I am. And so he has the – look, he has a ton of ability. I believe that Kellen Moore right now, his offense, the passing game part of his offense, he can expand so much more on yeah. because you don't – ideally have that one guy that offenses well defense can say we're going to definitely take him away well you don't have that piece anymore you don't have the guys that you know so you can move cd lamb around a lot more he doesn't have to be the guy on the outside he can move all the way through but you're going to have to have some healthy pieces that's where the wide receiver room you Mm got to get more guys in and around him uh you know so look i I just believe he can do it i I think his approach to the game is going to be there uh but God, why didn't you let me grow a half-inch? <laughs> <laughs> I was done at 23. I mean, that's... Yeah. Uh, some guys get all the breaks, man.
2: Do, do you guys feel that he's in mandatory double-team status yet? Uh,
1: No, but I don't think he's far off. Okay. I, like. I don't think... Teams like you said are going to say, "Oh man, we got to double team him. Let's let's go single coverage. Everybody yeah. else, he's double teamed on this backside. I don't think he's there yet. Okay. But if he comes out and he plays really well the first two or three weeks of the season, it's not going to be a yeah. quick quick trigger. Or it will be a quick trigger mm-hmm. for teams to, to put him in that uh, category. He
0: showed flashes that he can be that, like for sure. the, the New England game. You're like, yeah, okay, this this is special. Yeah. Like so." It's the consistency, yeah. and it's also being, like you said, being the guy. He, I know it's just an interview, but he sure sounded like a guy who was ready super excited. Like I've been ready, I'm motivated to Dude. do this. Dak's gonna stay on him, I think, because yeah. that's, that's where maybe da- that's where Dak's, yeah, that's where <laughs> Dak's leadership comes in. He's like, y- your lockers next to mine. We're, I mean, this is this is gonna be the one-two punch <laughs> yep. going we're, forward. We're so, brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly, herniated in. brothers. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> nice. we'll see. Uh, We'll see where it goes. But, but yeah, it, I mean, this is Dak's a huge key and is a huge I'm
2: key. I'm excited for him, man. I'm excited. It's, it's a great opportunity. You know, it, the, the, everybody else around him put a lot of pressure on him. I don't know him again to, to know what his mental state was when he first, you know, was brought onto his organization. But, obviously, everybody else threw that pressure on him by giving him an 88. Automatic. Yep, automatic. Everybody else threw the weight of the world on him. Cool. That boy had his jam sport on, right? So and then, all of a sudden, you know, he puts out a good first season. Boom. That's even more baggage. Okay, coming into year two. All right, now he's bought out again. Boom. Now all of a sudden, amari has gone. That boy's backpack's heavy. Yes, right his load. backpack's heavy yeah. that's why he put the, that's come on man that's why he put the extra 10 pounds on cuz he, he got he got to stand got up to carry tall he got to carry that weight yeah. and now it's time to show up and say can you carry that weight
3: and are you willing to carry the weight but because i know you watch a lot of the nfl anyway like when you go to like the rams yeah. you have a cooper cup that everybody in mama know he's going to get the ball he uh it. but you got to have a a, a two that can be bona fide as well them. to ca- to carry that. And I think that's been the difference in the 1A, 1B Facts. aspect of the wide receiver group here at the Dallas Cowboys. So if CD can be that, then everybody else can eat. Tolbert yep. can eat. Gallup can eat. All the other guys can, can eat
2: behind that. That's a, that's a very valid point that you brought up. The number two, Gallup, Washington, whoever it is, starting out, K. Tolbert, has to be Dang near as as productive as as a number one in this offense. Reason being, when the defenses decide to roll coverage, when they decide to start changing up what they want to do, your number two has to be able to act as a as a one now. Yep, exactly. He has to be. They he they he has to be capable, right? Not just willing. He has to be capable of exploiting the defense as a one B would. And I think that's what the Dallas Cowboys had with Amari Cooper and Ceedee Lamb. Or oh, you want to roll a coop? Don't worry about it. We got CD over here. Mm-hmm. Now you're in a position. Now, oh, you want to roll to CD? What do we have? We gotta wait and see. Yeah, because that's
0: yeah. This is a great point because the number two receiver led the team in receiving last year, and that's that is it goes back to Jason Garrett's time here. It says we're gonna take what the defense gives us. We're not gonna force feed things. And like to Cooper Cup, that the last two minutes of the Super Bowl was the example of what people <laughs> want to see here at times, where it's like. Who cares? Like, we're, we're going to him. The season's on the line. Yeah. Yep. You know, and they, they have not operated like that, really,
1: with this offense. They haven't needed to. At some point, they might need to, yeah. especially with CD at the, the top of that depth chart whenever we get to the wide receivers. And we don't know who's available. Going into the first couple of weeks of the season, it may be heavily on CD moving into uh, moving into that early part of the regular season. All right, when we come back, there's been some buzz around the NFL lately. Roger Goodell talked about maybe getting rid of the Pro Bowl or at least changing the format. We're going to brainstorm some ideas on how we could change the Pro Bowl and make it more fun and viewership heavy. When we come back with more Talking Cowboys...
2: New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it.
1: I do deserve that.
2: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt.
0: I deserve all that?
2: It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching Grandma how to video call. And teaching her again.
3: It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left.
2: It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T is giving everyone new and existing customers our best deals
1: with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. The Cowboys way. Where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands, with Essilor lenses, you've seen every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more, Essilor on talking Cowboys. Guys, I almost lost my Essilor lenses this week. No, no. Yeah, I was terrified. I had them in my cup holder and I cleaned my truck out. And then I came back later, and they weren't in my cup holder, and I legit heart-dropped. I found them later. I had somehow put them in uh, in my gym bag like without mm. thinking about it, and I, I found them in my gym bag later, which I never do. Your murse. Mm, yeah, the Merce That's what it was. <laughs> but uh, got them back, as you can see, wearing them. We love our friends over at Essilor. Absolutely. It's a satchel. <laughs> it is a satchel. Thank you, Rob. It's not a Merce It might be. Uh, NFL looking to change the Pro Bowl potentially. Roger Goodell spoke on it this past week, and it's got a a lot of people brainstorming some ideas. I thought we could have a part of this to end out our our show in the final month or final show for the month of May, and I wanted to get creative with it. So, let's say the game is next. Let's say they go go away from this game. Which, by the way, Isaiah, do you do you? Want the game to go away? Do you want to see it continue on? Like what's your opinion on that before we get into the creativity?
2: I think the Pro Bowl selection needs to continue because it's such a highly acclaimed thing in the, in the league. Like that's something you you are going after, right? You're balling out for your team, but you also that's the self-accolade portion of it. And guys get paid off of Pro Bowl based mm-hmm. upon your Pro Bowl selection. Oh, yeah, Hall of Fame Absolutely. credentials one day too. Absolutely. Yeah. So I think that aspect needs to continue. I do think we are in, in a different age of athlete in terms of back in the day guys played for pride, guys played for bragging rights, Like, and it was no no matter what, pick-up basketball was the thing. I can't tell you the last time i seen anybody even playing pick-up basketball. I I haven't seen no kids on the street no more. So the game is different, right? The generation is different. Now... It's based upon my salaries and how much money can I make. That's not to say that guys aren't competing. It's just to say that their motives are a little bit different than what they used to be. When you know you you calling me a punk or something like that back in the day would get me up. Hey, forget that. We right, let's go head up one on one. Now it's like oh you a punk. I'm like oh okay whatever. Hey, or, or now it's like hey, if I pay you okay now let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. Now let's talk about so money's the motivator now and the league has has transitioned to that. I just think that these guys that are playing now aren't motivated by just pure competition anymore. So from that standpoint, I think the game needs to start dwindling away. I would be more opt to see guys compete in regards to just skills challenges. Mm -hmm. And they have some of that, but if it puts guys at risk at at getting injured, they're not going to do it because the motivator is money. I'm not going to put myself in a position to lose money. But I know when it changed. It changed back in the day. I don't remember the year. I was watching the skills challenge back when Larry Allen, those guys used to do bench press and all that jazz. Tony Gonzalez was doing like a little, um, little catching, catching little circuit. They're trying to see how many balls they can catch, right, in a certain amount of time. And he quit in the middle of it. And I remember watching this. He quit in the middle of it because his finger started getting jammed up. And he's like, oh, no, I'm not doing this no more. He just walked off. And I remember looking at Tony Gonzalez, and I lost so much respect for him. For Tony G? For Tony G. I don't give Hall a doggone. Hall of Famer? Hall of Famer. I lost so much respect for him. I'm here in that moment because I'm a competitor. Right. I'm like, you don't stop. <laughs> You don't stop. But his I, but, at, <laughs> but at that moment, I was like, it's going to change forever because now guys are going to be thinking about, oh, injured. I can get injured. Oh, yeah. all this stuff. And I remember that. I re- distinctively, I remember that. And now that's what guys are concerned about. When we watched the, the 40-yard dash this year where guys running full speed. Tyreek, nope. No. Micah was. Micah was hauling tail. Yeah. He's a competitor. Yeah. Right? He cares about that pride. Different breed. But, there, but other guys were like, I'm not trying to hurt my hammy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? So if you took the defensive guys and had them hit a, hit a, move one of those moving bags that they have in remote controls now and measure how much power, I think guys would do that. Yeah. I think guys would do that. How yeah. hard can guys hit? Who has the sweetest backpedal? You know, things like that. I think there's a way to get creative with the skill side. But in terms of the game, the game is gone, y'all. Mm. You're talking about the, the science of football. Yeah, you
1: get yeah. the GPS on yeah. it. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah the, the physical weight of force yeah. or whatever's happening. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I, all of that to me sucks, and I hate to sound like that. Uh, <laughs> no, it does. I, and I'm sorry. I just, I hate to sound like it. that. Back in the day, I told you I'm on the yeah. back in the day train, you know, and I'm I'm used to seeing guys go to Hawaii and play their guts out. And like you said, for pride. And, mm-hmm. and you know, man, I get in this generational argument with my 15 year old all mm. the time. Oh, I little did. heck! And it just—you know what it does? It drains the life out of you because <laughs> they have—they have nearsightedness. Yeah. They can only see so far. So I'm like, okay, you know, guys used to absolutely love to play in this game, and now it's not what it used to be. And I think from. Maybe it's just the athletes, all the information that they're getting on the the financial aspect of it. They just feel like, hey, man, I want to make sure that I play for the next however long. And those are certain certain things that as competitors you don't respect. As you just pointed out, I mean, I just feel as though the the Hall of Fame, that game, the Pro Bowl is so important yeah. to football, to the psyche of players mm-hmm. that play the game. You talk about the voting to the Hall of Fame and all of that, to be respected amongst your peers. Now, I think the voting, hadn't the voting changed? It, ch- it changed from the writers to the fans elect. Yeah. The- yeah. It's, well,
0: it's, it's like a third each. Like, it's I think it's players, coaches, and fans. Players, that, coaches, I, and fans. I think that's right.
3: And so they, they brought that aspect into it, and I think that changed a lot of it also yeah. for the players because they're like, wait a minute, you voting for – it turned into a popularity contest mm-hmm. and not guys that are actually the out there balling. So, you know, but I, I love the game. So anytime you can get some more football, yes, give it yeah. to me.
0: I have no problem with no game. I, have to, I write this, a story off the game every <laughs> year, and I'm just like, they're not even tackling each other. Which, yep. which, by the way, I have no problem with. I tweeted about this during the game this year. I said, Tw- Twitter seems big mad about no tackling in the Pro Bowl. Players' day job has a 100% injury rate. I always say, deadliest catch. Guys, Let guys enjoy this without any real risk of getting hurt. There's a 17th game now, too. These guys, yeah, it is that's a, big too. it's a long season, and I have sure. no problem because I can't do their job. I got no problem with guys not wanting to get hurt. Yep, and you know, I got I, there were some big responses. Then don't charge money to view this game of Duck, Duck, Goose. That was the first reply I got. Nice, but I got no problem. I, I think a, a skills challenge, <laughs> Jeez, where. Maybe you put some incentive on the line, you know, mm-hmm. like Dak. Or why do I keep saying Dak? Micah Parsons running the forty against Tyreek Hill—that's fun. Like that—that's something where nobody's probably going to get hurt, but you can showcase the stars and guys still get a vacation and they still get the recognition. Like
2: to me, that's an easy you, way to do you it. The, if you made the—if you took just some of the combine drills, yeah, and put them out there, guys would do it. Bench press. They yeah. still do they
0: still do all yeah, that stuff. But guys right? would do a yeah. bench
2: press, vertical jump, broad jump, all that guys would do that. That'd be fun. That's competitive. That's competitive. People watch in, a safe, the combine. in a safe environment. Yeah. Guys would do it. I would, and I would watch it. And yeah. I think the whole world will watch it. Because everybody in their mama stays tuned and watches the combine without blinking. Right, <laughs> They they just, just. but I think you're gonna watch people compete if it's on TV. Absolutely. Yeah,
3: competition. <laughs> you know and, but
1: like but like Real, <laughs> com-
2: real yeah. competition, though. Right. But that's it's the reason why I can't watch basketball nowadays. Nah. It's, it's hard for me to watch basketball okay. because these ticky-tack fouls. And if you ask if the NBA players nowadays to go back to the rules from the '80s and '90s, they say, "Heck to the naw." Huh. We got to review that. We got to review. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's an elbow that. Oh God!
0: Take
1: five minutes and is it flagrant? Yeah. Okay, so I've got two ideas. Then I'm going to pitch to what you, you get- guys about fixing the Pro Bowl. The first one kind of merges what Heckman's talking about and what Rob's talking about. Keep the game, keep the football side of it, but make it more entertaining and less dangerous. It's been a joke previously, but I mean, I think this should be the case. I want it to be seven on seven flag football. Get the skills guys out there, quarterbacks, running backs, 7-on-7. Seven seven, run it just like you would a 7-on-7 seven seven tournament like all these guys at this point have played at some point throughout their career. Go 7-on-7. Seven seven. Oh, what do you do about the offensive linemen? They're the coaching staff. They're the ones that put everything together. They they have You have responsibilities okay. divided up, and your, your offensive linemen are coaching the skills guys and then keep it as an incentive all the way through. I, I love it. I think that would be so fun to watch. You mic up all the offensive linemen so you have them jarring at, at skills guys, getting into their face, and, and things like that all the way through. I think it would be really fun to watch. You like it? I love it. Okay. I mean the, the takes a tackling this, out of it. This year's game
0: was there were elements of two-hand touch this year. There just was. And it I mean they call it a tackle game but that's what it was. And again, I got no problem with that. But mm-hmm. that's that's kind of what it morphed into anyway.
1: Yeah. So, gives them face time, gives the offensive lineman a chance to get some TV yeah. yeah, Micah was trying to hit guys. Offensive lineman so
3: much shine. What about they going to do about your defensive lineman?
1: You are going to give them something to They're on there to too. Okay. Yeah. No, no, they they're they're, they're there too. Offensive lineman. You you'll well, edge rushers will be a part of that. It's okay. 7 on 7. You can put them out there play around a little bit yeah what do you think i like it yeah i like it yeah no for sure i think it's a great idea and then i've got a skills competition one too that i've I've been thinking about too while i was trying to brainstorm how to fix the game i was like oh this would be fun i want to what's one of the more exciting parts of just sports in general how about penalty kicks in soccer where you've got a, a easily made kick right at the beginning, and you've got a goalie trying to stop it. The goalie rarely gets it, but when he does, it's a highlight reel. It's a World Cup year too. Exactly, I like, I like World where Cup your head's year. At. Yeah. I think you put a a forty five yard kick. You put a kicker out there, forty five yards. You got to get it in. It's not an easy kick, but it's one that NFL kickers should nail nine times out of ten. Forty five yarders, and then I want standing at the goal line the quarterback of the opposing team, and I want him to try and skeet-shoot it out of the air, snipe it with the football, have the quarterbacks try and target practice to try and keep it from going in the goalpost. <laughs> that is the worst idea. <laughs> Why is that bad? <laughs> I swear to God. Did you it's dream like that was penalty That's like kicks. a, it's like a <laughs> dream. It's penalty is? kicks. It's back and forth. You have the but green I mean, light if it goes in, the X, and then the winner of the skills competition. I mean, the, the, it's so, like I a mean, goalie. Backyard, he goes, skeet-shoot the ball. What are yeah. yeah. I mean, do we doing? Is it Doug Dynasty? <laughs> yes. What do we do? <laughs> That's it's great. more it's more of a, a a a way to do penalty kicks for a football <laughs> Bubble wrap the whole game and just take us. A, I don't this know. This is man. only a part of the skills competition. Actually, this I'm isn't do, for the actual game. I'm gonna game. take this football and throw it over that year, man. <laughs>
3: <laughs> if I could just go back.
1: If I could just go back. You know what, You're game, not a soccer guy, though. No, I'm not.
3: I'm not. And, and you know I'm that's, not. That's exactly you know, what it is. And you know I'm not. Oh, and the geez. deal is too. It's just I just feel. I just feel the game getting softer and softer. <laughs> and I just as you. The more you talk, I just started
0: wrapping myself in bubble wrap. I mean, like, <laughs> how safe can this thing no, get? But it's ne- but that's what it is. I back. No, I get it. When I mean, Roger Goodell comes out and says, we got to do something, then you know. Look, Sean Taylor changed the pro
3: bowl. We will not see another laughing. Sean Taylor. It won't happen. It no. won't happen. I understand. And like I said, I'm on the back-in-the-day train. I'm going to get off now, and we're going to go skeet
0: shoot footballs. <laughs> Let's do it.
1: <laughs> Dang it man! me. Dang
0: it. I want you, I want you
3: sniping Penny
1: footballs out of the air. Goal kicks.
0: <laughs> I, I like it, Kyle. Thank now, you. I don't know about the skeet part. That's kind of – You don't like yeah. trying
1: to, like, block it? Man, uh, I'm, I'm going to stick with the performance <laughs> side. <laughs> I, I'm going to stick with the performance side i love to see with the, Russell Wilson like we're running the hoop down, oh, down on God. the goal line, trying yeah. to throw it wait, out of wait the it air. We've Kyle, Kyle, yeah. Jonathan Garibay after he gets his Pro Bowl. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, I, I want, I want,
2: I want Russell Wilson trying to snipe it out of the air. Yeah. I think, ah. I, see, I, see, I will watch so, the skills so, position. Take the punters who can kick it the furthest. Who can kick it the highest? You take field goal kickers, who can have the longest field goal? You most the, accurate. you can do the movable field goal Absolutely. like an arena where yeah. it's short yeah. shorten the post. Yeah, most accurate you start, you start talking about the defensive ends. Right? Yeah. The defensive ends get to go run the hoops. Who has the fastest time? Defensive alignment and offensive alignment. who has the most most force output in terms of punching. Bring they back can, bring oh, back bring back dodgeball. I yeah, had fun. Dodgeball's that, was, fun.
0: that was that was yes. co- Heck, that was yes. fun. That was, that was, that was fun. fun to watch. <laughs> I want to play a dodgeball game. I right love dodgeball. O line versus D line. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. yes. It's like, like, like what the hell are we
1: doing? What, it, what are it, we doing? I like it's it. It's a skills competition. <laughs> you
2: you line up one team, one team, and then it's like a relay all the way through. You Dude, do your each of your I challenges. Love, you go know, all the way well, through. I, I just from the science standpoint, I would love to see guys how who's stronger? Office alignment in terms of force output? Office freaking Aaron Donald? Or you got freaking, you know, I don't even know, Zach Martin. Zach Martin. You yeah. know who who can put out the most force when they punch somebody? I oh, want to see those so now numbers. We're hitting. No, no, I'm talking about the the, the, the bags, oh. yeah. the bag drills. When you when you punch the bags, how much force output? You, it's kind of like a little punching bag thing. Everybody yeah. wants to watch those numbers go. up. Like, Where's it gonna stop? He's he gonna stop. Oh, I wonder, got Mike Tyson punch out going. Yeah. Yeah. Here you shooting,
3: go. What's the ski shoot
0: <laughs> I wonder if Larry Allen still works out like that. Yeah, you could do like a beat LA challenge. You know, uh, he's eh, he's older now. He's old. we're you could about take it. You ago. could take his his beat, old
1: stuff. It, beat his top stat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: There's lots of things you could do. Heck, and make, it fun. make it fun. Call me. Call Kyle and myself. NFL. We'll, we'll work this. Yeah, out we'll make
1: it. We'll make it happen. We've got the ideas. We're brainstorming in here. Heck, but doesn't necessarily like it, but we're doing it anyways. Sorry, Heck. Skeet shooting. All right. That's it for us here on Talking Cowboys. Hope you had some fun with us here over the last hour. We will be back next Tuesday to do it all over again at 1130 Central Time. For Jazz in the back, for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Hekma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from the star in Frisco. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club.
0: How about you, Cowboys? Yeah!